Welcome to the Thrive and Shine Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Sabrina Orkies. Today, as soon as you have seen the title, it's pretty um, evident that we are going to be discussing gluten. I really want to have more guests on the podcast to discuss like different allergies that people can have that they aren't aware of. I feel like gluten is... Um, a big word popping up for people these days and they think it's just like a fad like oh everybody wants to be gluten-free and it's it's not that at all so jennifer on the podcast today just kind of explains what it is and how it can affect your body if you have an intolerance to it a lot of us are living with gluten intolerances and don't even have a clue that we have it until you take it out of your system. If you've ever done my five-day cleanse before, it's one of the things that we take out. Um, It's more of like an elimination kind of thing. Um, We take everything out, like dairy, sugar, gluten are the biggest ones that we take out of your diet, and we just kind of see how you react if you were to add those back in. Um, I normally like to go for like a 30-day kind of thing if someone's really trying to get gluten out of their system or if they're trying to find if they have like any sort of reactions to any sort of food, um, do a real elimination diet kind of thing. Um, But it affects us in so many different ways that we don't even realize. I feel a lot of us are just kind of on autopilot. And if we have stomach issues, it's just like, oh, well, we're having stomach issues. Well, there's a reason why we're having stomach issues. And it's things like this that we need to think about. So Jennifer just kind of like really gets into it and describes what it has been for her and her family, which is several different um, cases. So um, I think one of her kids has celiac disease um, and she kind of like gets into that and then gets into the reasons why she herself went gluten-free years ago. Um, I can tell that it kind of like affects me a little bit, not majorly, but um, I do try to keep it out, but I also try to follow like a whole foods diet. So whenever I do that, um, you know, it doesn't, it's not in my, I don't eat it in my diet at all. But if you're ever told to go gluten-free, there's just so many options out there. If you're at a restaurant, I mean, most times they even have like a whole gluten-free menu or dairy-free or vegetarian or something like that. And, you know, they just are really starting to cater to people. And, you know, there's chips and crackers, all of these things that have, there's never been before, you know, when I was growing up, you know, it was unheard of. So there's just so many options for people if they are trying to go go gluten-free or anything. There's gluten-free, um, I mean, like cake mixes, everything, like, and the things that you could not eat before, like, it's possible now. There's even, you know, bakeries in some cities that are gluten-free, and I think that's really, really cool, because a lot of people do feel left out, and when you're first getting that news to maybe try to go gluten-free or to, or that you have celiac disease, it's, it's really hard. It's a really hard news to take and to adjust your life to, but it is doable. Um, it's hard to work around. Um, I feel very fortunate that as far as I know, I don't have a gluten intolerance. So when I do eat something, it's not major. I'm just like super tired or, you know, might have a stomach ache or something. It's not nothing major or life threatening, but it's just one of the reasons why I choose to not really have so much of it in my life. But I really hope that you all enjoy this episode this week. Um, Jennifer was an excellent guest. Again, I hope to have more guests like her on as far as like diet and 
getting into diet and educating you all with diet and different like intolerances that you could have because it's very eye-opening and there's so many different things that are put so many additives put in our food these days that like are bothering us and we don't have a clue but anyways hope you enjoy the episode and have a great week hey jennifer how are you hi how are you sabrina i'm great thanks for having me Good. I'm extra excited to have you on today. Um, you and your family live gluten-free um, for many different reasons. So I would love for you to tell us your journey um, starting wherever to how you are living now and why and all the things. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a long story, but I'll shorten <laughs> it up for you. <laughs> we are here for it. <laughs> yeah. So I personally have been gluten free now for 12 years. And all three of my children have two have celiac disease and one lives gluten free. And, you know, if I didn't figure out my lifestyle of being gluten free, I don't know that I would have ever known that my children had celiac disease or that my third guy had had uh, gluten intolerance mm -hmm. because the, the dots were not connected at all. You know, when we, we went to doctors, I, I mean, I can back all the way up probably to high school for myself mm -hmm. of finding myself curled in a ball on the floor with horrendous belly aches and being told, Oh, you're stressed out. Yeah. I was in high school. So I was stressed out. Um, really? I think there's more to it. No, you're yeah, stressed yeah. out in college. I was rushed to the hospital twice. One time the doctor just looked at me and said, oh, you're a female co-ed. You must be pregnant. I'm like, I'm a good girl. No, I'm not pregnant. Right. Um, that's where you're going with this? Yeah. Um, could not get answers. Oh, no, you must be stressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm no more stressed than anybody else. Something's going on. And after college, you know, recurring just belly aches and headaches and no one could give me answers except the doctors to say, you're stressed. I'm like, I'm not stressed. Look, I eat this and it bothers me. I eat that and it bothers me. But there was no rhyme or reason to what I was eating that bothered me. Mm -hmm. And I would keep keep um, food journals and all. And I had more gastroenterologists tell me, oh, you're making yourself stressed out because you're, you're doing all this, you know, you're doing all this research. It, it's just that your intestines aren't working. Just, just eat and be happy. I'm like, but why are my intestines not working? Right. <laughs> you know, they wanted to put me on medication or this. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going down that road. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So then as a young mom, I mean, I was carrying a basket of laundry up the stairs and collapsed. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay. My husband was getting ready to go on a business trip. So that was super fun timing oh. and had to cancel that. Take me to the hospital. They're like, oh, you're having a heart attack. I'm like, what? I'm like a healthy person. And they're like, oh no, you're not having a heart attack. You're super healthy. I'm like, yeah, I just collapsed for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I just had no energy just all of a sudden. Right. And I would have these episodes like that. And then I'd feel fine. And then I wouldn't feel good. And I'm like, I, I really deep down felt it was something I was eating and nobody would agree with me. Then I started going through test after test, after test, after test, after test. No, you're not this. No, you're not that. No, you're not this. No, you're not that. Um, and, and just one thing after another, no energy, bloating and gas. I mean, it got so bad that I didn't want to leave the house. Right. I mean, I, if I wasn't going to be near a bathroom and I was going to eat something, I didn't want to be anywhere near people. Mm -hmm. And 
it was really getting very debilitating. And finally, a friend of mine who worked in a hospital, um, she was a PR for hospital. She goes, oh my God, I've heard about this for years. I'm tired of this. I'm getting you in with this top, top guy. And I was like, what? You can do that? Yeah. <laughs> she got me into the hospital with, with the doctor in Boston. And he looked at me and he's like, you probably shouldn't eat anything but potatoes, but I'm not going to tell you that. Clearly, you have food sensitivities or allergies. I'm like, hello, somebody's listening to me. I've been saying this for years and And I'm I'm stressed. (laughs) Wow. And not to interrupt, but like, I feel like at that point in time, um, gluten sensitivities weren't very like heard of now it's so popular, but then, yeah. So go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, no, even celiac disease was not on anyone's radar. Um, 12, this was 12 years ago. So, you know, no one really knew what I was talking about. If, if anyone said gluten, right. Right. So he sent me to a dietitian and she looked at me, she goes, I bet you're gluten-free and you're clearly dairy-free. And I I had always known that dairy bothered me. So that was a no, that was a no brainer. I'm like, okay. So she's like, all right, so, um, go, go home and make some quinoa and this and that, and don't eat any gluten. And she sent me on my way. She gave me a list of breads to get at Whole Foods. That was my, nothing against dietitians, but that was it. And I was like, what, (laughs) what's gluten and what the heck is quinoa? (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) I've learned I never bring quinoa up when I first meet someone because I'm like, oh my God, no, you're changing everything. I'm not going to make you start these brand new things. You just can't, you can't, right? So, so I start going gluten-free and what happened is I got, I became more sick and found out that I was intolerant to corn on top of all of that. So it's gluten, dairy, and corn. So I'm trying to figure out my journey. And at this time, my children are in first, my two older, I have three children now. But at the time, my oldest was in third grade and my younger one guy was in first. So, you know, they're watching me go through this. Mommy, what are you eating? What is this? What is that? You know, why are you eating this? I'm like, well, this is going to try and help mommy's belly feel better. And, you know, we're trying to figure out what to eat, what to put on my plate. How do I feed my family now that they're not gluten-free and I am. And I start, I was a school teacher and a school administrator and I would just have learned my whole life. Right. So researching and learning and no one was giving me answers. Right. It was like, even the, even the dietitian told me to Google if I had questions. I was like, are you serious? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Thank you so much. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was not helpful. And of course, no one I knew, knew what gluten was or why I was doing this. And even my family was like, what? That's a thing. Are you sure? Oh my gosh, you have to change things. Oh my goodness. You have to eat differently. You know, I didn't really have any support. And so I just researched and started reading and, and learning about, you know, Dr. Tom O'Brien and Dr. Alicia Fasano and, you know, all the big wigs that really were into this, that that we're doing all this research. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, wow. Okay. So I'm learning my way and trying new things and, and looking at new foods and finding substitutes and sharing them with my family. And as I'm reading and researching, my son who was in first grade was really small, but I was a small kid. So I mm-hmm. never really thought much about that, but he was pretty small. And I was like, wow, that's like a 
a sign of celiac disease. Like if you're not, if you're not growing to scale, right. So that's like a red flag. And then he was two years behind in his dental. And that's another red flag for celiac disease. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And he would eat sweets. Like if I put any sweets, a cookie or a donut in front of him, he would push like, he didn't want that. He pushed it away. And I'm like, okay, how are you? My child, (laughs) you know, at the time I was like a junkie (laughs) junkie food for sugar junk, you know, chocoholic. And this was years ago. I've changed all that. Yes. Um, (laughs) um, so he had a lot of red flags as I'm reading this. And then my daughter, she had vitiligo going up and down her leg, which is the discoloration of your skin. And then she started, you know, she, she had a lot of belly aches and bloating. And again, the doctor would say, oh, she's stressed. I'm like, she's in third grade. <laughs> she's right. stressed. What? She just wants, you know, she's calling me. She wants me to snuggle her at night because her belly hurts. And I'm like, no, there's something more here. And as I'm reading about celiac disease, I'm like, oh my goodness, I think my kids have a celiac disease. And then my daughter started getting ticks, like her, her arm would fly out just randomly fly out and like she would play basketball. She'd shoot and score. And then her arms would like go in every direction. She'd stick them in her pockets to keep them straight. Um, We even went and saw top neurologist who wanted right away to put her on this massive steroids. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, I'm reading all this stuff about celiac disease. And I think all this is related. She goes, Oh, food has nothing to do with any of this. I was like, you're a top neurologist. What? Um, So, Yeah. So, and and I just felt like what we were eating really had a lot to do with it. Right. So long story short, I went to the child that my children's pediatrician and said, I really think we need to look at celiac disease for both of them, because I'm reading all the stuff, trying to figure out my health and do I have this? Do I not? And what's going on? And, and she's like, Oh, I'm going to a conference this weekend. Like she was just getting on board with this. Like Mm -hmm. they were not schooled in this. Right. So she's like, I'm going to a conference this weekend. Let me call you when I get back. She called me on her way home from the conference and said, we're testing them this week. (laughs) She goes, you are so right. I was like, Oh my goodness. They tested off the charts that they had celiac disease. And if, if, if I never had figured out what hat was going on with me, I don't know that I would have ever put all of those pieces together. You know, so that piece just blows my mind. So for that, I, you know, I say being gluten-free is one of the best things that's ever happened to me because it gave me health back and it showed me my children because if they had grown up all these years eating gluten, I don't know what would have happened to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the longer you go eating gluten, when it's damaging your body, you can have so many poor outcomes. And, you know, unfortunately we already take what, what's the average 10 years to get a diagnosis. And, you know, I can understand that we had much longer, um, but you know, my third guy came around much later. Mm-hmm. My older two are now in college and thriving and my young guys in fourth grade and he, um, you know, big, big gap there. Yeah, no, he it. was born into it, you know? So the doctor's like, Nope, keep him gluten-free. And when he was 18 months old, she's like, let's, let's 
feed him some gluten. I was like, what? Why? <laughs> She's like, let's just test him out. Oh my gosh. She wanted me to go a month. We lasted, I think two and a half weeks. I was like, no, he's a whole different kid. He now doesn't sleep. He doesn't eat. He's not pooping. His belly hurts. Like everything oh his my behavior gosh. was atrocious. Um, yeah, it was amazing. She goes, not mama's intuition where he's back gluten-free. So, um, yeah, so that's our, our journey. And, you know, today we wake up and it's just part of our life. Like I, if you came to me, I'd say, we're going to make gluten-free living just so it's just becomes routine. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my God, how the heck would you ever do that? It is just routine. We don't, we don't wake up and think about we're gluten-free, right? We don't think that's not like a big thought process to us anymore because it's just ingrained in what we do all day. Mm-hmm. And that's where I now became a health coach. So I can teach people not to struggle like we did and to get there much quicker um, and to just really, you know, create a gluten-free lifestyle that works for their family. And that is the key because everybody's family is different, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so um See, I'm thankful to be able to do that now. <laughs> yes. And I think it's not easier because somebody going from regular food diet to gluten mm-hmm. it is an ordeal. I do not eat a lot of gluten um, mm-hmm. just on occasion if I'm out with my friends or something, because um, it doesn't really bother me that I'm aware of. Um, yeah. But I think the world is coming around and adapting well, as far as foods, there's so many gluten-free options. If you go to dinner, there's so many gluten-free options, you know, and I love that part of it. Yes, it has come a long way in 12 years. I can yeah. tell you that. It is much easier to say right off the bat, oh my gosh, I have to go gluten-free. You have a lot more people around you that understand yes. what you're talking about. At least they've heard the terms, right? right? I mean, you can watch any sitcom and they make fun of us. Oh, yes. And- but it is in society now. So Mm -hmm. it's not like, what are you making that up? (laughs) Yes. So what do you think about people um, who it doesn't, well, probably like me kind of um, people, do you think gluten's bad for the normal person that doesn't have any sort of intolerance or anything to it? Can it affect people negatively? I guess is what I want to ask. Well, I'm, I'm not, one to say, Hey, you all have to be gluten-free, right? It's the yes. way to be, you know, gluten-free the way to be, you know, right. I'm not out there marching with my flag or anything like that. But, um, the more studies you read, mm-hmm. the more you can see how wheat, especially has changed over the years. You know, we're mm-hmm. not eating the same wheat that, that our ancestors ate hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's covered in glyphosate and, yes. and it's genetically modified and it's probably not even wheat anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So the average person, according to some top doctors like Tom O'Brien, you, your body just can't even digest it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that goes for everybody. Mm-hmm. So whether you feel that or you don't feel that, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the misdemeanor is that, you know, people think, or a misconception, I should say, people think, well, I don't have celiac disease, so I don't have to give up gluten. But if you're eating gluten and, oh my gosh, you're bloated or you're gassy or you have neuropathy because your hands and feet go numb um, or did you break out in rashes? You know, there are thousands of reactions people have to gluten, which is why it's so hard to diagnose. But having all these reactions your body's telling you, please don't eat that. <laughs> right. What would you say some of the most common symptoms are of people having like a gluten intolerance or it just like 
affecting them in some sort of way. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there are so many, but probably the ones that are most relevant are the headache mm. and gassy and bloating um, neuropathy, like I just mentioned, which is numbing of your hands and your feet. That is not fun. Um, you know, just a lot of rashes, mm -hmm. um, brain fog, low energy, just really, you know, you can have a lot of gastrointestinal issues, mm -hmm. but I've also met people that have no outer signs that it's bothered them and they test for celiac disease and their body is just not absorbing nutrients that mm -hmm. it needs to, you know, so, so there are just so many different signs, but you know, your body's talking to you. So if you stop long enough to listen, mm -hmm. you're going to know something's going on. Um, funny stories <laughs> when my, when we lived in Massachusetts, we live in Pennsylvania now, but prior we lived in Massachusetts and we would always go to this Mexican restaurant and we'd all eat and be so full and come home. And, and my two children and I would you know, it never bothered my husband, but my children and I, at the time, we'd come home and be like, oh my gosh, our bellies are so full. We're so full. But no, our bellies were not full. We were so bloated because of the, all that food was killing us. Yeah. We just thought, hey, we ate a lot, you know? Right. And, you know, and after we, we figured out our journey and, and figured some of this out and looks back at that, we're like, oh my gosh, do you think we kind of were sick every time we ate this? No, probably. We it's just crazy. thought we overindulged. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and how many people think that, you know, and don't even Absolutely. realize there's so many. Um, oh, and so kind of like what I teach, preach to my clients is I don't force them to be dairy free. I don't force them to be gluten free, but I preach to eat whole foods, stuff mm -hmm. that is natural. And that is dairy free, yes. gluten free, anything mm -hmm. that if they follow what I tell them and teach them, they will be eating whole foods, which doesn't include any of that. And if anybody had done any sort of research on gluten and dairy, they would probably never want to touch either one ever again, especially dairy. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, dairy's absolutely. a big one. And, and dairy is very connected to gluten um, oh. with our bodies, because when we have celiac disease, in your intestines, you have these little hairs that stand up mm -hmm. in your intestines. And when you have celiac disease, those hairs are flattened. Those are the villi in your intestines, little science here. <laughs> I love this. So, so those are flattened. And at the top of those villi, that's where you digest dairy. So when they're flattened, you cannot digest dairy. So my older two really had a tough time with dairy. And once their intestines healed from celiac disease, their VLI popped back up and they were able to tolerate dairy again. What? So, oh, yeah. so, interesting. so you can get that back. Not everybody. I never did. Yes. Right. <laughs> and dairy still kills me. Um, but that's definitely been something my whole life. So, um, but yeah, so, but they know their limit, you know, like my daughter mm -hmm. knows if she eats ice cream and cheese, uh, no more of this today, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, they, they definitely know their limit, but they can eat it sometimes. So, you know, you can look at it from that, but you have to give your body that time to heal and gain your strength back um, before that would happen. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Um, what else was I going to ask you about? Is there anything else that you want to add while we're in, in this section of stuff? Cause I want to get into like your offerings. Like, Oh, one thing I did want to ask is. So once someone, if somebody is 
I guess, suspecting that they might, their kid or themselves might mm-hmm. have an intolerance. Yep. Um, would you recommend them? How would you recommend them like go about getting a diagnosis, go to their doctor, go through, cause I know there's Everly well now and getting that test done. And, and I t- think I told you before that, um, before we started the interviews, I have a friend going through this issue mm-hmm. with her, her daughter right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is the tricky part and this is what takes so long. Mm-hmm. Um, because testing it, you know, it depends on who you talk to, which doctor you see. If you're going to see a mainstream doctor, you're not going to get the same answer as if you go see a functional medicine doctor or, you know, an alternative doctor, they're going to look a little differently at this. than your mainstream doctor is going to say, Oh, you didn't test for celiac disease. Don't worry about it because they're not trained in all what you're eating and how that's affecting mm-hmm. your body. Right. And so you definitely need to find testing first mm-hmm. before you go gluten-free because what happens is you say, okay, I think gluten is really bothering me. I'm going to just take gluten out mm-hmm. and I'm going to see how I feel. And you take gluten out and you're like, wow, I feel so good. I, mm-hmm. I have more energy, you know, look at my skin. It looks so good. And, and then the doctor's like, well, to test you, you have to go back and eat gluten for three months. And you're like, what? Mm. <laughs> like, you don't want to go back to the bloating and the gas and the running to the bathroom all day and the, you know, skin rashes and everything else that was happening to you. Um, so get your diagnosis first, if you can, mm-hmm. um, to get testing done, because if you are gluten-free already, your testing will not come out correct. Mm. And then you may think, all right, I don't have celiac disease, but well, you've been gluten-free for a while. So you're yeah. testing not going to be correct. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is a piece that's pretty important that most people don't realize. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you feel good eating gluten-free, you don't want to go back to eating gluten. You know, there is no way once I felt better that I was ever going back to that, you know, intentionally. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like, um, again, I don't think I have an intolerance, but I definitely don't feel my best. I feel very sluggish and like, I mean, maybe that's an intolerance. I don't know, but you know, I don't, Uh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I can tell that's a piece of it. I'll tell you, I, I'll, I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget the day I woke up and, you know, I got up and I got dressed and then I was like, whoa, something is different today. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, oh my gosh, like my belly is flat. It's not bloated. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like crap. I had energy. It was like, wow, like such a difference because for years I ate and felt horrible, you know, and to turn that around, I mean, you just get so much more of your life back. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, let's talk about what you have to offer. Um, (laughs) what do you do to help your clients? What kind of people come to you? Um, what do they come to you for? How, I mean, and I guess like, tell us like what you have as far as do you do one-on-ones? Do you have groups? All that. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I love working with moms because I am a busy mom. I have three children, husband who works around the clock. So, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you make this work? Right. The mom who gets diagnosed is like, well, how do I do this? You know, you do have to take care of you and still take care of your family. Mm -hmm. So how does that work? Or maybe you're the mom and your child has celiac disease. Now, how do you make that work when one child and not everybody in the household is gluten-free or like me, everyone in the household is gluten-free free, right? Mm -hmm. So you have that balance. So I typically work with moms who wear either the hat that they themselves have gluten-free or they're taking care of their child 
or partner and helping them really understand and incorporate gluten-free living so that it just becomes routine Mm -hmm. so that they can wake up every day and understand how to eat throughout the day, how to fill their plate, um, you know, making mindful choices, Mm -hmm. not just running to the gluten-free aisle at the store. Um, You know, we didn't really touch upon that, but that, you know, if you start there, that's great because it is somewhere to start. Yeah. You know, gluten-free is, is not a diet, like diet brings along all these connotations, you know, it's hard and, oh, I'm deprived and I have to give all this stuff up because it's a diet. It's not a diet. It is a lifestyle. And when you change your mindset to that, then that kind of helps you incorporate it a little better. You know, Mm -hmm. there are definitely steps to follow, you know, what are you eating? what safe food you have, you're hitting gluten, your cross-contamination, setting up your household, getting everybody on board, finding your support. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, but having the steps and the strategies and putting them in place changes everything. Mm. You know, I mean, you can go out and read everything that you want, but if you don't have someone helping you implement that and coaching you on that and helping you do that, it takes so much longer. (laughs) I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's very overwhelming just thinking about it. Yes, absolutely. So I do work a sip of water. Sorry. (laughs) I I do work with clients one-on-one and I also offer some different group programs. Um, One I have coming up is a six week wellness, gluten-free wellness program. And -hmm. it's one that I'll be teaching live. So on zoom for now. Um, But, you know, every week we go live and we really cover all the basics to really get your gluten-free life in order because you really need a strong foundation. You know, I've met people that have been gluten-free four, five, six years. And like, this is terrible. This stinks. I can't do anything I want. I'm like, why? Yeah. And and it's their mindset. Like no one helped. That is a piece of it. My friends, Mm -hmm. you have to kind of mourn some of those foods, but you don't need to live in deprivation and you don't need to be giving up like everything you think, you know, you get your diagnosis and that first thought is, oh my God, I have to give this up. Oh my God, I'm so deprived. I'm going to be deprived the rest of my life. No, <laughs> you know, no, there's so much out there. So there much is. out there. Um, so I, I run challenges in my Facebook group and, and, you know, teaching about what you're eating and how do you fill your plate and why that's important. And then we go into the program and the program kind of dives deeper into, how to fill your plate and how to make a balanced plate and get the energy you need throughout the day and really just understanding digestion and how sleep and stress and, and mindfulness all play a part in your whole lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, that is so needed. I feel like, like you said, for the parents and for the kids, I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so hard on a kid, um, going from eating whatever they want to having to only eat certain, I mean, just, We think it's hard as an adult. It's, I think, I mean, kids are resilient, obviously, and they adapt well, probably better than us, (laughs) but it is, it is sad when, you know, they can't have something at a birthday party or, you know, something like that, that their friends are having. And Mm -hmm. well, and that's why it's really important as the parent taking care of a child like that, that you Mm -hmm. are a step ahead. Mm-hmm. that that's, that's exactly what, I mean, I've always been an organized person. So it's probably mm-hmm. easier for me to say that, um, you know, cause I always 
think ahead, but that is really what has saved us because when you know that, okay, your child is going to a birthday party, just like you said, right? Mm -hmm. I call the parent and say, what are you serving? What are you eating? What kind of cake are you having? And I make cupcakes that match that, you know, not the same design and everything, but you know, so they're not left out. If they're having pizza, we make a gluten-free pizza. We make, you know, whatever snacks they're having, we get them in gluten-free. He brings or she, they bring their bag. They have the same food as everyone else. And you empower them to say, you know, you're healthier. Look at what you're eating. Yes, exactly. (laughs) These are the conversations you have at your dinner table. Like while you're feeding your kids, that they understand that they're not just doing this because they're gluten-free. They're doing this to have a healthy Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Case in point, my daughter, she's in her third year in college. And freshman year, just before we're getting ready to take her, she looked at me and she was like, mom, how am I going to do this? And I was like, do do this. You've got this down. What are you talking right. about? I mean, I spent the last 10 years empowering you and teaching you to read labels and know what to do and go out with your friends. And you really have to empower your kids like in every aspect of this as they're growing and expanding. And She's like, no, no, mom, I've got the gluten-free piece. I mean, healthy. How many say healthy in college? And I was like, oh my goodness, she got it. You know, so if you empower them in the right manner, they get it. They really get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to um, back up for a second because you had said something and it brought it up. So like, say someone is just getting their diagnosis, they may or may not be working with you and they're going to the store like, what um, should that look like? What areas should they shop? Obviously, in my opinion, they should shop the peri- the outer perimeter. <laughs> Yay, that's what I would have said. <laughs> yes, but what else? So if they're making slow transitions, you know, um, over, do you have any other advice that you could give? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you are just starting out, what I tell people is you have to start where you are. Mm -hmm. So if you've already been eating whole foods, yeah, let's keep going that direction and show you how to fill your plate the right way. And maybe you have eaten processed foods and eaten out fast foods your whole life. Mm -hmm. And this is like a bam in the face that, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You can't tell that person, okay, let's make quinoa and shakes tomorrow and eat all whole foods. <laughs> yeah. Because no. they're going to jump off of a bridge, right? Mm-hmm. You, like you, you just can't do that. You have to take the steps. And you know, my, my son once said to me, but mom, you're a health coach. Why would you tell someone to eat that junk? I'm like, you have to start where you are, right? Yep. You're, you're going to first transition to gluten-free, but yes, you want to move them along, you know, as quick as you can, but you can't do it overnight. Mm-hmm. Just like you can't change your whole diet overnight, even if you're just going to whole foods, right? Mm-hmm. You have to take those steps and build your plate. Okay. Let's start with the frozen gluten-free pizza, you know? Right. Okay. Or the frozen veggie burgers that are gluten-free mm-hmm. and let's add some sweet potatoes to that and some Brussels sprouts, you know? So, you know, then you keep adding things on your plate before you know it, they're being more mindful of what they're choosing and, you know, expanding their taste buds. And yes, you can do that with children as well, mm-hmm. because I did and it worked. People around me are like, your kids eat that. I'm like, if you put this in front of your kids, they will eat it. Yeah. Like, we have this mindset that I'm not going to give my kids vegetables because they're not going to eat them. Well, yep. yes, they will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give it to them again and again and again, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they will and they will eat it and they'll go to college and make it themselves. <laughs> yes. Such great advice. Um, 
you know, so, so yeah, so I would definitely start where you are. So you're not really stressing out your whole entire lifestyle and empower yourself with the knowledge you need and empower yourself by getting the support you need and empower your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, really, I think that just, you know, as a parent, we want to empower our children anyways. We don't want them left out. Right. When they're in this situation, they're truly left out. So Mm -hmm. if you think ahead to those birthday parties, to those classroom celebrations, to, you know, the neighborhood fiesta, Mm -hmm. you're thinking ahead so that they have something and they're not left out. Um, my, my younger son and I, because we're gluten-free, dairy-free and Mm corn-free, no, no lie. Every gluten-free bakery we ever find, you know, he gets so excited and, you know, he's the youngest and my older two are simply gluten-free and we go into the, to the bakery and they can order whatever. Uh And my son and I usually have nothing in the whole bakery that we can eat. It usually has butter or cream or something with corn baking, Uh baking powder has corn typically. Right. So, you know, he never has something. So everywhere we go, I travel with our little chocolate date balls or a muffin or something that's in my purse. I'm like, well, look what I have. Right. Oh, "Oh, yay. I love those, you know, and, and that's gone. That deprivation mindset is gone because he's getting something right. Mm -hmm. So keeping a step ahead, I know it's hard as busy parents, but if you can do that, it really it shows your kids you care. It shows them that you're there for them and, and taking care of them. And for myself, too, I want right. my little treat, too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I would be pumped to have some of those treats myself. I, I always have that in my bag, too. So, so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you um, offer any freebies? Oh, I absolutely do. I have a gluten-free mom starter guide that gives you five steps to start your gluten-free journey. Um, that'll really get you started on the right path to, you know, just some good steps of finding things that you need, getting your support, watching different areas that you need to watch out for. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a great help. Absolutely. Great. That is perfect. I love that. What is, um, let's go ahead and plug like your website and Instagram, wherever you are the most, um, that you want to plug. We'll also put it in the show notes as well, but just in case someone wants to hear it now. All right. Great. Thank you. Um, I do have a website. It's called gluten free marks the spot and it's M A R C K S, which is our last name. And my children came up with that. Not me. So (laughs) cute credit. I love it. <laughs> so it's gluten-free marks the spot. And we have lots of great information on there. I have tons of blog posts that can really help you find your way being gluten-free. And we have a lot of recipes that are our, our own family tried and true recipes that we make all the time. Um, so every time we come up with a new one, I, I have actually a ton more to put on there. <laughs> so, yeah. so they coming out, um, lots of stuff, even my, my children get in the kitchen and they create their own on there. So yeah, lots of fun stuff over there. Um, I do have a gluten-free moms Facebook group. Um, it's gluten-free moms, change your plate to change your life. And I run all kinds of every Tuesday I go live and teach something about gluten-free living. We do challenges Um, coming up. I have a gluten-free food challenge, helping you fill your plate in the right manner to ditch the deprivation mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll do different challenges. I did a greens challenge, teaching how to cook more greens and get them on your plate. 
um, just different things throughout the year. We'll change it up. Um, I have an expert come in and talk every month. So they'll share cool. you know, more tips on healthier living and how to make your gluten-free life even better. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a lot of fun. It's a, the group is growing and there's a lot of great moms in there. Um, so we're all starting to connect more. So it's really coming together, which is great. Um, and I'm on Instagram as well, um, just under Jennifer Marks. <laughs> okay. All gluten, all gluten interest. Great. Well, I love that you have that Facebook group. That's an excellent resource. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely going to have to get in that myself. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Come on over. Okay. And the last question, what does wellness mean to you? Oh, wellness to me, wellness has definitely taken on a different aspect for me as I have grown and matured. Um, but wellness really to me today is really just being mindful of what you do and how you go through your day, because how you approach your plate, how you approach your sleep, how you approach your exercise, um, how you approach your relationships, all of that can change your health in a matter of minutes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. So just being mindful, um, of what you do all day, your habits, you know, what are you, are you the mom who makes dinner and, and feeds your kids and then eats everything on their plate, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being mindful of that, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, I didn't eat dinner. I ate everybody else's dinner. You know, the, the different things that we do that we're unaware of mm-hmm. being mindful of things um, can really change your, your health dramatically. Just being mindful of what you put on your plate and how your body feels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course is going to change quite a lot for you. I loved your answer. That's a good one. I really love that. It's different from anybody else yet this so far this season. So I really, really love that. (laughs) Well, you have been incredible. I've loved having you on so much information. I love this. Hopefully it will benefit some of my listeners. Um, And even if they've ever wondered if they could, if they needed to be Mm. gluten-free or wondered Mm -hmm. if they should be gluten-free. So I super appreciate all the advice you've given. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I'm happy to chat with anybody who has questions, you know, hop over to our group or you can DM me or send an email. I'm happy to point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this chance to talk. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to pop back in and tell you thank you for listening to this episode. If there is anyone in your life that you think might want to hear this episode, please feel free to share it with them. It will only help my podcast grow. If you could also go and hit the subscribe button, you will get notified every single time a new episode is released. Also, if you'd like to go rate and review if you like the podcast, please feel free to do that and shoot me a message if you do, maybe like a screenshot, and I will send you a small token of my appreciation in return. You can connect with me on Instagram at thriveandshine underscore wellness. I'll also have a Facebook page called Thrive and Shine Wellness. I have a Facebook healthy lifestyle group as well. And the name of that is Thrive and Shine Wellness Healthy Lifestyle Group. I also have a website. It is www.thriveandshinewellness.org. And if you need to reach me, you can either send me a message through social media or you can email me at info at thriveandshinewellness.org.